What is up, DGAFers? It's Jenna here. And recently, I decided that I wanted to become a level one certified human design reader because learning about my own human design, and I talked about this in my my episode I recorded by myself about my own healing journey, but learning about my human design and how I'm meant to show up in the world and like what conditioning has really gotten in the way of me feeling like I'm not enough and I'm not good enough and I have to perform and like do all this stuff and be all this stuff that I'm actually not. Um, learning about my human design has been life changing for me. And I wanted to hold this certification because I really want, I wanted to learn more about it. I wanted to learn more about all different energy types so that I could also help bring that clarity and that sense of comfort to you as well. Um, so that is what I decided to do. So I'm officially certified. And in this episode, I dive into more about human design, um, kind of what it is, the basics. And then I actually do a full reading on Lauren. So you're going to get to know her on like a super deep level here. We're going to dig up a lot of stuff, um, lots of funny stories in here as well. But this is really what it would look like if you decide to book a human design reading with the two of us. So we're offering human design strategy sessions. And what we want to do with this is the first it's a 90 minute call. The first half ish of the call is going to be digging into your unique human design. I'm going to pull up your chart and I'm going to really just share with you. And you're welcome to be as open with us, as vulnerable as you would like to be. And then the second half of the call, we're going to take your human design and apply it to one aspect of your life that you're really wanting to feel more flow and more ease with. So maybe that's motherhood, maybe it's entrepreneurship, maybe it's in corporate America, maybe it's with your relationships, like whatever is coming up for you is the right thing. So if you're interested, after you listen to this episode, if you're interested in booking a reading with us, uh, we have it linked in our show notes. You can go do that or you can message us on Instagram. Either way, um, we can get that set up. And we're also, we talk about our next container, The Evolved Entrepreneur, a little bit in this episode. And basically, we're helping entrepreneurs just come home to themselves. We want you to help help you come home to you and get rid of all like the bullshit marketing advice and things that have conditioned you to run your business in a way that's creating burnout and just it feels so suffocating. So we are going to have human design be a huge aspect of that container as well. And we talk details toward the end of the episode. So get ready. This is kind of a longer episode because there's a lot to dig into with human design. And honestly, it could have been twice as long and we still wouldn't cover everything. So enjoy. And again, if you're interested in booking a reading with us, you can click the link in our show notes and we'll get it set up. So, all right, let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the, the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a dga effer. Like, don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, 
or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a bloop what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the ladder if you're not already there. All right, I'm here with Lauren. First Hello. time we're doing a podcast episode together in like, I don't know, a long time. But this is like a different podcast because I feel like I'm the student and you're the teacher. <laughs> A little bit, except I never really want to be a teacher ever again. So let's. No, I know. But like, I don't know. It's usually we're like both kind of like talking and then Jenna's really going to be just taking the lead here. I'm just going to be absorbing and asking questions and stuff. Yeah. So we're going to dig into who Lauren is as a person today. Hey. <laughs> really dig into your human design. And I know Lauren, you've had, you have done some work with human design in the past. So I'm, I'm hoping today we can take it a little bit deeper, but I also wanted to record this because I want this to just be like kind of a, a broad intro of what human design is and what it can do for your life when you actually start living your design for everyone listening. Yeah. And I, even though I've already, I've had a human design reading done before, and I've also like looked up you know, obviously my chart and stuff. I feel like there's so much to know. So there's much. so much information that even just like one reading is like not enough. It's, it's seriously not. And I mean, I'm a level one reader and like, there's literally so there's so much to level one, but there's so much more out there. Like, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. Um, so basically why I love human design is human design follows this principle that you were put on this earth. Your soul is here to live a certain way. So the way that you exchange energy with the world, the way you show up, the way that you interact. And we are so conditioned by a society to not follow our designs because, you know, we're told to work a certain way and eat a certain way and prioritize our health a certain way, parent a certain way. Like there's always some kind of bullshit being thrown our way of like, you're not doing this right, or you could do this better. And human design is kind of like a big fuck you to all of that. And it's just like, no, like the rest of the world doesn't actually know you better. You know you better, but let's peel back those layers of conditioning and actually understand like, what does that even mean for you? What does that look like? But I also, actually it was funny is um, me and Ashley. So Ashley is one of our like past clients, but now has her own business. We did a live yesterday and we were talking about like what makes a good leader and that was one thing we talked about was like a leader doesn't tell you what to do per se because I mean we're going to get into this but like my human design type like I operate a specific way and so if I'm coaching somebody on something you know, I used to do this. I used to be like, this is how the correct way of doing something. This is the correct way to eat. This is the correct way to work out. This is the correct way to do this because that was, it felt, well, who knows if I was even living my design then probably no. not. Okay. Time, no, <laughs> probably not. I was operating as a different human design type at that point, but I was telling people like, this is what you have to do. And now I'm like, actually, if you're a true leader, that's not, you don't tell people what they need to do. You help guide them to figure out what feels best for them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting. We're going to get into this, but so you're a projector in human design and the telltale sign for a projector as to like, whether or not they're actually living their design is to look at a projector later in life and look at their health. 
and look at their emotional health, their physical health, because if you have literally been living a life of design for your entire life, you're going to feel so great when you're, you're older in life. And, and I say that because I mean, you're in your, your low thirties right now. So like you could get away with the last 30 years of like being conditioned and forcing shit and like pushing through and hustling. You can get away with some of that for a while, but at some point it's going to come up and it's going to bite you in the ass hardcore. Which... Yeah, but it's already biting me in the ass. So I was laughing when she said, you know, it, look at their health because my physical health right now, just in terms of my body is kind of, I mean, it's not terrible, but there's shit happening that I'm like, why is all this pain coming up for me? Mm-hmm. And I was just telling Jenna, I mean, this is, I haven't really said this on social media yet because I don't really know the answers, but I'm having some knee problems. Um, and it's an injury I had about 12 years ago in my softball days when I was probably literally operating, like not my design type at all, probably as like a generator or, you know, somebody like that. Um, and now it's coming back and like my back was, my back's actually feeling amazing as of recently, because I feel like I've been really like living more so my design type. Um, but now my knee is flaring up and doing all this stuff. And I don't think it's what I'm doing right now. I think it's just all compiling from how I used to behave and operate in the past. So I'm going to have to have knee surgery, everyone. We'll see. (laughs) And this is why it's important to live your design from forever. (laughs) Day one, if you can. Yes. So one aspect, Lauren, and I don't think, you know, that I thought was really cool. So human design is based on like a lot of combinations of things, but it's also, it uses two different points in astrology, which is something that I've recently learned that I thought was really cool. So it's, it's dependent upon the placement of the sun and the planets at the exact moment in time that you were born. So that's why like literally down to the minute, it is so important for you to have like the exact time of birth AM or PM when you are looking up your human design chart. Cause like literally the sun can shift minute by minute. So it's like, and that can change your gates. It can change your channels. It can change. Yeah. So that's where it's like, it has to be like an exact time of birth. And so that's where your personality is formed, but then your design is based on the exact placement of the sun and all of the planets three months before you were born, because that's where they say that your soul is implanted into your body. Like how nuts is that? So cool. So then human design combines your personality, which is like the stuff that you pretty much know about yourself with your design and kind of overlays them on top of each other. So you're able to like unravel, unravel things that you don't know about yourself design wise and kind of pair it with your personality and really make it make sense. It's like one big piece to the puzzle that like things just start to click into place for you when you start following it. I always wondered what that, cause I remember looking at my chart and I'm like, what is this other date for? Like what is this? And it, cause it said design, what does it say? It says something like your design started or something. It says something like that. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. This yeah. Mean? What does that mean? So it, it's basically like the sun is like 88 degrees different or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it's something about like the placement of the planets three months before. Cause that's when your soul was brought into your body. So really fucking cool. Wow. <laughs> but I think the coolest part though, is like when you start actually living your design and hearing stuff and you're the amount of times you're like, well, shit, that makes sense. <laughs> or like, Oh, that's why I'm like that. Like 
it just is, is pretty mind blowing. Okay. I'm excited. All right. So you know that you're a projector, but I want to kind of dig into this for everyone who's not familiar with human design and especially human design projectors, because projectors are pretty rare. Um, and basically projectors are non-energy beings, which that's where you and I differ because I am here to like create energy and like bring energy into the world when I'm doing something that I love and I'm passionate about. You're here to not create energy. You're here to kind of oversee what the other energy beings are doing and help them find a better way to do things. Like you're super, super good at like tweaking things and changing things and improving what's already existing, but you're not here to make more energy. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of conditioning comes in because like you said, back in like your softball days or back in your hustling, your hustle culture days, even in our business, dear God, it's like, how many times did we try to keep pace with each other in our business? And literally it's not meant to work that way. You're not meant to like wake up and grind every fucking day. So, so if you can master your energy type, which is your projector, if you can master that you're going to be living most of your design. And that's where like, you know, there's so many different pieces and parts to this, but that's the main thing that you really need to focus on. And that's what you've been doing for the last few months since we started digging into all of this. Yeah. Um, But I think you know, it's the first, tell people how you felt when you first heard that you were a projector and you were like, not an energy being, how did that feel when you heard that? the first? Well, time? I was mad, I was <laughs> pretty angry. Of course my pen's dying and I'll just have to get a pen in here a second. But, um, yeah, I was so mad because I think I was definitely operating in a completely different energy type most of my life. And, you know, I'm not like super familiar with all the other energy types, but just from like what I know, I would say I probably was trying to create energy for most of my life. Um, and so when I heard like a projector is a non-energy being and I'm not here to create energy, it was like, just really like confusing, like okay, then what do I do? <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, yeah. and for a while it was super, and I'm still learning. Like, I don't have this perfect at all, but for a while I thought it was me just doing nothing. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's kind of like a loss of identity in a way to hear that, like, you're not here to create energy, but like the biggest myth is that you're here to like push and create shit. Like that's what we're conditioned to do. Right. And that's literally not what you're supposed to do. So then it becomes this, like, well, what the fuck am I here to do then? Like, right. Am I supposed to just sit here and just like watch TV and just wait for something? I don't know. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) Okay. So no, that's not what you're supposed to do. So most of your time, like literally 80% of your time, 80% of your day should be on focusing on like honing in your craft and things that come really, really easily to you and things that are really fun to you. And when you do that, that's, what's going to help you see things in a different way and like pour into other people. So it's not that you're not here to help people. You're here to help people. You're here to help the world. You're here to impact the world, but you're really only supposed to be giving out energy like two to three hours a day. And other than that, 
you, you can still work a full day. You can work eight to five if you want to do that. Or if you're in a corporate job and that's like your scenario, you can still do that, but you need to do it. You need to spend majority of that time, like honing your craft and sharpening your skills and doing things you love doing, because that's going to help you show up better for other people during that two to three hours that you're like pushing things outward. And I feel that, and I've been doing that recently, which in return, actually, I'm able to pump out more <laughs> in a very short period of time, which wow. in the past, um, I would try to pump out, let's say like business-wise, right? Like content. And it would be really frustrating because I wasn't spending most of my time like honing my craft or doing things that were fun for me. And so it would take me a really long time. And then my energy would be completely depleted and then I'd be frustrated and mad and all of that. Um, but I feel like as of recently, and sometimes I do catch myself, you know, kind of going, falling back into that. But as of recently, I've been really trying to be mindful of like, I mean, I've been starting to go to yoga, which has been really good. Um, even just, you know, Lainey with that soul flow, we did a soul flow um, session mm -hmm. with her in our secret sauce community. And like the one day I really felt called to create this leadership masterclass, but I was like, I'm not creating anything until I can feel it because yeah. there's no point. Like what the hell am I, I'm just going to sit here frustrated as hell at my computer, trying to force it out of my brain and I'm going to be exhausted. So I did that soul flow. I just did it. Like I was dancing. I was just letting myself really like think and feel into it. I've even done some like yoga nidra to help like activate my brain and feel good or just go to a yoga class or listening to podcast episodes that make me uh, feel excited. But something I'm really proud of myself for doing lately is if I'm in the middle of an activity, like let's say it's listening to a podcast episode and I'm like, nah, mm -hmm. I'm not really getting anything out of this. Like it's good information, but it's like, it's like, no, like it's kind of wasting my time. Yeah. So I'll like stop right in the middle or even like a workout. Like I was trying to do beach body workouts for the longest time in my basement. And my body was literally like, please stop doing this. And I would literally stop like 10 minutes in and just be like, I can't complete. Yes. Yeah. I'm so proud of you for that too. And, and I think the cool thing, I'm happy we're doing this reading today because I feel like looking back at the last, like even few weeks, the things that have come out of you from living by your design are like so powerful. Oh, I feel that. And in it, when I'm, so here's the difference, how I can explain this. Like, so business-wise, again, pumping out content, mm -hmm. I would, like I said, I'd feel really exhausted. And then once the content would finally come out of me and force it out of me, it was just kind of felt like, I made that for other people and I didn't make it for me. And it just felt really like, like not exciting, but now I'll pump something out really fast <laughs> when I like feel it like bubbling up after I've, you know, taken some time to, for myself mm -hmm. and a, it comes out quickly, but then it feels so good. Like I read it back to myself, like 70 times out of pure, just like excitement mm -hmm. and joy because it just feels so good for me. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm so proud of you for leaning into that. And, and too, with projectors like you, I know you've heard this Lauren, but you're kind of like that bird on the telephone wire where you're, you're 
I don't even want to say resting per se, because I know that's kind of what you've heard before. Like, but if you think of a bird on a telephone wire, they're up there resting. I feel like for you though, that's where like the misconception comes in. And that's where like that feeling of like, oh my God, being a projector is a death sentence because I have no energy. Like that kind of feeling comes into it because it's not necessarily you're resting. It's just, you're not pouring into other people. You're like honing your craft. And that's what that bird's doing. They're looking around like, the fuck are all these people doing down here? And then the second you see something that could be done a better way, you swoop down. And I love this analogy because comparing that bird to like an elephant per se, right? So if everybody's like stampeding along underneath you as, as that bird on the telephone wire and you try to keep up with them on the ground, if you're a little bird trying to run next to an elephant or a cheetah, like you're going to get trampled. <laughs> like there's no, it's not going to work. So you're not a bad elephant. You're a really good bird and you have to lean into that instead of like trying to fit in with the rest of the world and what they tell you that you have to be doing. I like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. And like, you're, you know, going back up to that branch or up to that wire, like you have gifts up there that are so different and are waiting for you. So don't spend all your time on the ground trying to like keep up with the fast runners. Like it's not, that's not what you're here to do. Yeah. So, and something else that's really important with human design is your strategy. So that's basically like how, how you manifest things, how you attract things to you. So the idea is like everything that you want, anything you want is already like here for you. But if you don't make room for it to come down and like come into your aura, you're not going to get it. So So your strategy is to wait for an invitation. And I know this can be a little confusing as well, because as a kid conditioning comes in here when, I mean, you were sent to this planet already as your higher self. Like when you're, you were born your soul, you are your higher self. And then conditioning kind of got in the way of that because you have seen things that other people don't see since day one. But think about that. Like, I feel like the conventional way of parenting is parents are right. Kids are wrong. Like kids are dumb, parents know everything, they're all knowing. So we have to comply to whatever they say, right? And yeah, and not that any of our parents did that on purpose, but like I feel like that's just kind of been like the way things have gone. And I feel like now we see parenting in a very different way, which human design is really important when it comes to parenting too, which I'm sure we'll talk about during this call at some point. Um, but so like think about that as a kid, you saw something a certain way. And if you went to your parents or you went to somebody and, and shared that opinion, it's going to come off as unsolicited advice. And it's not going to be something that they're open to hearing. Cause they're going to be like, you're a dumb kid. Get out of here. Like, so I don't know. Does that resonate with you at all? Um, yes. And I think honestly, I, well, as a kid, I think because I was, I don't know if it was like necessarily my parents and it, it may not be- was. It may not have been, it may have been like in school. It may have been, yeah. it may have been like any authority. I feel like it was babysitters and mm-hmm. it was school mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more so. And I'm sure my parents played a part in it, but from what I remember, it felt more so like school and my babysitters because in school, but as a kid, I would never voice like anything because I think I was shut down so many times that like, I just never voiced anything. And I've even told this story before, um, when we were like talking, Jenna, 
about when I was like in fifth grade and I shattered my collarbone at recess and I told no one about it and just sat through school all day with a broken collarbone and then went home and just was like calmly like mom I broke my arm but like that's how I operated as a kid and my mom always said like you never said anything about anything and like sometimes some of my babysitters were not very nice growing up um, I remember I like peed my pants at one of my babysitters because I was afraid to ask her to go to the bathroom. Um, and then I got in trouble for peeing my pants, like screamed at like big trouble. I never told my mom this until I was like an adult. She's like, why didn't you tell us anything as a child? And it's like, now I'm like, well, maybe I didn't tell people anything because when I would try to tell somebody something, I was told, shut up, you're a kid, you don't know anything. Right. Like it was shut down so fast that it wasn't even worth you saying, cause who was going to listen to you? No. And even in school, like I struggled so bad, but I acted like I wasn't struggling to teachers. Like I'm fine. I don't need help. I'm good. Yeah. Hmm. It's very interesting how connected yeah. everything is. And, you know, and this goes back to wh why your strategy is like waiting for an invitation, because if you have all that conditioning of like, giving unsolicited advice. If you, if you go share your wisdom with the wrong people, it's not going to be welcomed. Right. But I think things that something that projectors sometimes get backwards with this is like, so I just sit here and wait for someone to invite me to say something. What the, how do I do that? Like, am I just supposed to sit on my couch all day? And like, yeah, once again, do I just sit here and watch TV? Yeah. Like <laughs> just wait for the phone to ring. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And and I think you are living proof of this. And this is why I say, if you can master your energy type, so much else will fall into place because for you, you've been living this, like, I'm going to hone my craft. I'm going to take most of my time to like really dig into what lights me up and like what I love doing and refine my skills and absorb information that I like learning about. And when you do that, the invitations naturally come and they have been. And so like, even, I don't even know if, if you've seen this, but like, look at our social media, the last three days, you've gotten asked to go live with like what, three or four different leaders. Yeah. Because you sat back and said, okay, what feels good to me? You know what? I'm going to do this throat chakra challenge and go live every day and put myself out there because it feels good to me. And guess what? All these people have seen you step into that and seen you step into your power with it. And they're like, well, fuck, I want to do this with you. Like, Hey, Lauren, you want to join me? Let's go over here. Let's collaborate. Let's do this. And like, look how much bigger your reach has gotten just from you saying, this feels good to me. I think I'm going to try it. Wow. I never even noticed that. Right. But it felt so good to get those invitations. Like, Hey, I would love to go live with you. And I'm like, you what? Okay. Right. Like, right. sure. I absolutely love this. And then um, Lainey was even messaged, but even Ashley, after we did go live together, she's like, can we like make this kind of like a regular ish situation? Because right. your energy, my energy, all the things like, this is like really amazing. And I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah. That. that sounds great. Right. <laughs> but do you see now how that invitation came from you living your design? Yes. So fucking cool. Right. So cool. And also, because you're a projector, you need people to point that out to you. <laughs> so that is, that isn't necessarily something that you're able to like, like you have this great bird's eye view, but sometimes you need other people in your life to like 
be that bird's eye for you as well. You know? Oh, I totally mm-hmm. relate, relate to that. And another thing that, okay. So when I first learned about my, you know, human design type and stuff, um, when I thought about the throat chakra challenge, so I truly believe now that when, and I've talked about this before in some of my lives, but when you are receiving like an idea, okay, like some type of download, like maybe you're like a creative post or um, a program or literally anything, just anything that comes into your field that you're like, where is this fucking coming from? Like, why am I thinking about this right now? <laughs> like what? I used to think that it was just my crazy ass brain. And like, it made no, like it was just there and it was dumb. And, you know, cause I was conditioned to think all my ideas are stupid. Right. Um, but when this throat chakra challenge came in, my first reaction, cause I sat with it for a little while. I didn't act on it right away. Cause I was like, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. So Mm -hmm. when it first came in, I, my first reaction was, well, I'm a projector, like projectors can't go live every day. Like I have to like, that's like me trying to be somebody else, but then it kept coming to me and coming to me and coming to me. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to give this a try, but I knew I wasn't going to go live every day. (laughs) Like I already knew that was not going to happen. But in the past, I would have been like, well, if I'm not, if I already know I'm not going to go live every day, I'm not going to do it. Right. But I'm like, I'm going to commit to this go live every day. I'm doing air quotes in January and just see what happens, even though I know I'm not going to go live every day, but just having that intention put out there, Mm -hmm. but it was so confusing as projector. Cause I'm like, am I, should I do this? Like, or am I trying to be something else? Because this seems like a lot of energy, but really funny story, everybody, when I go live, like I go live for typically I'm kind of long-winded. So I go live for probably around 20 to 30 minutes. Just naturally it just happens. I don't even realize that I'm going live that long. Every time I get off my lives, I think I went live for like five minutes. And then I look at it and I'm like, no, that was like 20 to 30 minutes. Like, holy shit. Like I lose track of time. But honestly, like once I go live, a lot of downloads come because me speaking, it helps activate my brain, I think. Oh, yeah. And I get downloads and then I produce something and that's all I do for work all day. That's it. And so, so what's interesting about this is like, uh, you're right. That's all you do now. Like you go live, downloads come, you make them post, you turn them into emails and you talk to people when they message us. It's like pretty much all you do. That's it. That's all. And how incredible compared to what we used to do for work, like, holy shit. And so being a projector, that's, that's the key right there. What you just said, it's what comes really easily to you. And like you said, your ideas are these things that, that would like drop in these downloads, like that comes easily to you. And as a kid, you blocked them out because of conditioning, because you were told that was something wrong with you, but projectors are rare. Like I doubt anyone else in your family is a projector. We'd have to look at that and see. Well, I think my mom, I don't know. I'm picking up vibes that my mom might be, yeah. but I also don't know. My dad, 1000% no. is not absolutely no. not. My sister, I looked up, she's a generator. I don't know what my brother is, but, um, oh, I just had something and then I lost it. This happens to me a lot too. I don't know if this is like my human design type or if I'm just, I lose shit out of my brain. <laughs> So I was saying like the things that come easily to you, that's like the key is to just hone those things. It'll come back and I'll, I'll circle back to that. (laughs) I don't know. So seriously, the best thing you can do for that is like 
think of that as like a muscle that you need to strengthen. So that's like building your trust with the universe is like, continue to do that. Just continue to lean into that because that is your strength. That's what you were sent here to do. Oh, I got it. It came back. So, um, the reason I think I always thought my ideas were stupid was because I would share them with the wrong people. And I would be told that they were, why would you ever do that? That's dumb. That's stupid. Because I wasn't invited to share it with them and I shared it with the wrong people. So I got shut down so many times. Yeah. That's why waiting for invitations is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't share my ideas with everyone anymore. But I'm, but you're sharing them on our social media, which is awesome. And the people who don't want to hear them are leaving and it's, and we're totally fine with that. And I think that's, you know, like your social media has to be like the sacred place for you to share what's on your heart and have people there who actually want to be in that, that aura. I feel like social media is easier because I'm not getting like, let's say I'm talking to like my mom or my dad and telling them my idea. They can immediately come at me and say, that's dumb. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. But on social media, I feel like there's this lag time. And I feel like if someone's an asshole and wants to say that to me, then I'm just like, we well, are a dick. Why are you going out of your way to tell me my idea is dumb? Or they'll just unfollow us. So it feels safer yeah. for me to share that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> this is funny about projectors. And I've felt this with you. So, so something to know with this is that our auras, like our energy interacts with each other before we do. So like, if you walk into the store or something like that, like, like our energies will interact before you actually like speak to someone. And I have felt that with you so many times because I can't tell you we've been in airports, we've been in stores, we've been in grocery stores, like gas stations and people come up to you and just like start talking. Ubers, my God, how many Uber drivers in Florida were like pouring out their heart stories? Like I've been in Ubers my whole life and that doesn't happen to me. But every time I'm with you, it's like people have this, this like just sense of, of knowing that you know things and they just feel safe talking to you. It's 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 so weird. I always used to say that to, like, I always used to tell my mom, like, why do people feel so comfortable sharing with me? They're like, I don't, I, you know what? I haven't told anyone this. And I'm like, I don't know you. Why are you telling me this right, right now? Like, okay. That happened to me at the airport when we were flying home from Denver, this woman sitting next to me and I'm just sitting there. I like get my, like got my computer out to do something. And I don't even know how the conversation started, but she like asked me a question and I answered. And then we ended up like, she ended up telling me like, that she grew up Amish and she had a lot of religious trauma and that's, that's all this Nick's like, why is this woman telling you this? <laughs> I don't know. And that's when you were going through religious deconstruction too. So it's like just mind blowing. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. This happens to me all the time. And that's a projector thing. It's a sign that you're living your design when you are putting off that energy and people are doing that because I'm telling you that doesn't happen to me. People don't do that to me unless I'm with you. Then they do. <laughs> so weird. I thought it happened to literally everyone. No. Mm-mm. So that's also your gift. And that's like your energy just invites people in when you're living that design. Hmm. So, so it's really important for you to like, just leave that space, leave that time in your day for you to grow and observe and think of it as like a scientist in the lab kind of energy, like, like honing in your craft and, and making your potion, like 
that's what you should be spending most of your day doing where you're only coaching people and sharing and guiding other people two to three hours a day. Um, so reset your mindset around that. Like you're not being lazy. If you're not working, you're giving yourself time to integrate and harmonize your ideas. I feel like I've been really, um, doing that lately. It's been hard, but not as hard as it's been in the past. Mm -hmm. Like even like this morning, you know, typically how we, how both of us, I think used to start our days and with our business was like immediately that pressure to post like pressure to show up pressure to produce something for our business. Mm -hmm. And I do get that pressure every now and then. And I think that's a natural thing um, that's going to yeah. happen. But the more I heal and the more that I'm leaning into this, it's getting less and less. But when I do feel the pressure, when it does come on, I always, I'm starting to ask myself, like, do you actually have anything to share? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> I, I actually don't. So yeah. I'm not going to, and I'm going to go do yoga, or I'm going to go do a tapping, or I'm going to go make myself a good or cook a good meal in my cookbook or something like that. I love yeah. it. Love that. Um, yeah. And I think you and I, I think in terms of like working, I think we make a really good team because so I'm a generator. I don't remember if I said that yet or not. I think it came up at some point, but so in terms of our auras, my aura is like wide and deep. Whereas like I can hold space for more people, whereas you have a very penetrating aura. So like working with people one-on-one, -on -one, you can like reach them on this super deep level. So it's cool that you and I have come together to create what we've created because we can hold space in the way that people need us to hold it for them. Well, I think it's so powerful that we've connected because we host group containers, which Jenna can hold a lot of space for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But then I can come in and really tweak individually with people, even if we're not doing one-on-one -on -one calls, like I can get nitty gritty and in there with a specific person. And even for these human design readings, mm -hmm. you know, Jenna's going to be the one, obviously she's certified in human design. I am not, she's going to be the one giving you all the details about what you need to know. And what I'm going to really do is just sit back and listen. Um, you're going to be that bird on the telephone wire. Yeah, I'm just going to sit back and listen. And then what comes to me and I feel like I can help direct with or give you any advice, I will add it in when I feel, if I feel like it's necessary. When you feel invited. Huh. Yeah, when I feel invited. Imagine that. So, yeah. <laughs> so you have, as a projector, it was any type, any energy type, you have your self theme and your not self theme, human design. And it's not to say that one's right or one's wrong. Um, but basically when you're living your human design, your self theme is, is success. You're going to feel successful and My self theme, right? Yes. Your okay. not self theme is bitterness. So yeah. you're, that's not to say that like you need to create a life where you never feel bitterness. Like that's not possible. It's going to come up at some point, but it's important for you to recognize that that's what is coming up for you. Like, Oh man, I'm feeling really bitter about this. Like wonder why what's going on? Because it's just like, um, kind of like a signpost, like, Hey, time out. How, like, where are you not living your design here? And where can you pivot? Because we don't want you to feel bitterness or you don't want to feel that. And, and it's just kind of like an, an like eye-opening experience. If you take it that way. I actually felt really bitter recently towards my husband. Um, and actually I brought this up on uh, our one-on-one -on -one call with our own coach that we've hired. Mm -hmm. And the reason I was feeling bitter was because I didn't have enough support for my type. 
-hmm. for my energy. Like I needed more yeah. support with my children and I needed more support so that I could come back and hone my craft and do things that felt good. Cause at that time I had no fucking time to do anything for myself or hone any of my craft. It was like, everything was piling on top of me. And so I started feeling super bitter towards my husband who mm -hmm. had that time. Right. Right. But then I called in the support systems and the bitterness went away. Right. And amazing that you can do that and not just sit in that bitterness. The fact that you were able to look at it and be like, okay, what do I need to make this go away? Because all that means is that you're spending your energy on things that you shouldn't be spending your energy on. And I mean, at that point it was the kids in the house way too fucking much. Like, because you have all this stuff inside of you that you were like dying to do. And that's not wrong that there's nothing wrong with that. I feel that at times too. Like I get, I get frustrated. Frustrated is, um, is my not self theme. And I feel that same thing when I like have ideas I want to work on, but I don't have the space to do it. And then I get, I get really, really frustrated with it, but yes. what do you do? so what do you do? Well, you need to stop spending your energy on things that are, are taking that space away. And that might sound harsh because we're talking about our kids in this aspect, but when we're not bitter and frustrated as moms, guess what? We show up a lot fucking better for our kids. I can be way more fun. Like I'm really moving away from, um, I mean, I still feel it. I'm really starting to move away from feeling guilty, not wanting to be with my kids 24 seven. Oh. Like, no, like I can't. And I'm learning that about myself is like, if I am with them, 24 seven nonstop without a break. Like I have mental breakdowns and I'm sure almost every mom does, but like, but I mean, for me, it, I just feel like it's super sensitive and it's okay that my, like, I had the hardest time asking for help. Um, like on Fridays, my dad comes and picks the boys up at noon and I had a hard time asking them to do that because they both work full-time jobs and blah, 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 blah. All these things I could rattle off, you know, as to why I felt bad, but I'm like, I need that space. And if they're willing to help me out with that, like I need to take them up on that offer. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's where conditioning comes in because like, who made you feel wrong for wanting space from your kids? Like where, where is that ingrained in us that we Oh, we became mom. So that means that we have to be with our kids every waking minute. It's all conditioning. Yeah. I feel like for me, that conditioning is coming up with coming up from my childhood because my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, not to say that I didn't have babysitters because I had a million babysitters, like I, cause my parents worked full time, mm -hmm. but there was always this conversation of my mom even still says it today. Like we were literally with you guys all the time. Like our whole lives were completely and utterly just about you. Like we, we literally did nothing for ourselves. Like it was all about you guys. It was about your sports. It was about this. It was about that. And I was like, Oh God, that sounds awful. <laughs> like my, am I supposed to be like that? Like, that sounds fucking miserable. That's funny. My parents say that too, because my mom was 37 when she had me. And she, she said all the time, this is before I had my daughter, but she has always said like, we were at a point in our lives, we were done being selfish and we were just ready to be with you all the time. So like, 
they didn't, I didn't spend the night anywhere. Like I didn't go to my grandparents' houses to stay until I was like two, like literally was with my parents full time. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well I'm like mid thirties. So I'm probably going to be at that point too, where I'm ready to like settle down. But like, why does settle down have to mean be with your kid 24 seven? And that's for yourself. Yeah. And like not have a business that you love (laughs) that like brings you joy and brings you happiness. And so there's a lot that goes into it. Yes, definitely. All right. So I want to go through the nine different energy centers with you and talk about what those mean for you. Okay. Okay. So you're a projector, which means you have, we have nine energy centers. Some of them are colored in, which is called defined. Some are, are not colored in, which means you're undefined. Mm-hmm. And if they're colored in, it means that you have that as like a buffer to the outside world. So we'll talk about that in a minute here. If they're open energy centers, it means that you have the ability to like ride on other people's waves. Okay. Okay. So like, if you heard of like an empath, um, Typically, when we talk about empaths in the world, that is somebody who has their emotional solar plexus undefined and open. So that's me. It's also my husband, which is really interesting. Mm. Uh, So we're both open, which means we like feel other people's emotions and magnify them like out the ass. And I can like walk into a place and just feel totally overwhelmed and not know why. And I never really realized that as a kid that I didn't have my own emotions. Like I'm pretty cool and calm and collected all the time, unless somebody else comes in or unless a situation happens that like makes me sad or makes me upset. But like, I never just wake up sad. Whereas you could Mm -hmm. just wake up and feel a certain way for literally no reason. Whereas for me, there's always a reason. Is this Um, why, uh, every time me, you, Nick and Chad get together, we go absolutely ham, bam. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Like we just go berserk. Like we just have such a good time. Like, it's like, I told Nick this, I was like, every time we get together with them, it's not like this, like chill environment. No. Like we go from zero to a hundred real quick and real it's quick. like so fun, but it's so much. Can we just talk about how on new year's we were drinking my daughter's <laughs> grapefruit juice out of her sip out of her fruit cups to make tequila drinks. Like, Oh my God. What's what that? I think about putting bay when we were oh. just, just going ham yeah so we pick up on your energy and then it all gets amplified and then everybody's just like a shit the whole night but it's so fun yeah that could be um so (laughs) so yeah so you can ride other people's waves basically so so with you i want to kind of go through these so talking about and this goes off like the chakra system if you're familiar with that so you have your root chakra and that is connected to all of these are connected to like different body parts, which is interesting. Cause if you take human design a step further, if you're having like issues with your kidneys or like different parts of your body, you can like trace it back to human design and see where you're not living your design. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so we won't go into all of that for this purpose, but basically your root center represents your relationship to getting things done and like putting things in motion, like having, putting pressure out. Right. So yeah. for you, I'm going to pull up your chart. You have your root center defined, which basically means that you are someone who handles pressure. Well, I feel that you like deadlines. You, you can like stay grounded and use them as a way to create positive momentum. Like you want a deadline. Um, kit, the, the interesting thing though, is conditioning can kick in here. Mm -hmm. If you 
fall into that belief of like, oh, well, deadlines are supposed to be stressful. <laughs> and like, uh, and like you actually like stress yourself out over a deadline when actually it's kind of cool that you like deadlines and you should be cool with them. Well, it's funny because um, our coach was asking for a testimonial mm-hmm. and she's like, can you guys just like give me a testimonial, you know, just whenever. And so I kept thinking about it in my head. Like I was like, I have yeah. to do this testimonial. I have to do this testimonial. I have to do this testimonial. But then I would never do it. So I texted her. I was like, hi, can I have a due date for this? Because if you don't give me one, A, I'm just going to keep stressing out about it. And I'm never going to do it. Like ever. Can I just have a date? Took you like a minute and a half to do it once she told you she needed it by Wednesday. But yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like, I did it by Wednesday. And I guess when I did it? Wednesday. Right. Right. So, <laughs> But that's how you roll. And so for you, it's better to like have a deadline and just know, instead of like stressing yourself out over it the whole time, like, like this is my deadline. I'm going to get it done. Then I'm probably going to do it the night before or the day of, and it's going to be great. Cause that's what I need to do. I felt, I didn't think about the testimonial anymore. Once she gave me the deadline, I was like, Oh, okay. It's in my calendar. I'll just do it on Wednesday. Yep, exactly. So it, it like, so that's where I'm saying like, with if you, well, not really, I guess in opposite if you like get stressed out with deadlines but for you with that with that conditioning which I don't think you're really falling into that but like if you if deadlines stress you out that's where how I was saying it's connected to your adrenal glands and your kidneys it can actually cause like like issues with your kidneys because you're creating adrenal burnout which is very interesting okay so that's your root center Mm -hmm. um your solar plexus center I'm really excited to dig into this one (laughs) okay so this is the, the center that represents your emotions. Mm-hmm. So you have this defined. Um, this is what I was talking about earlier. I was saying when we were talking about partying on New Year's and like how we always go ham together. Um, you have that defined. So that means you have your own emotional wave. You create your own emotions, happy, annoyed, angry, like whatever, like that energy is created for you. It's kind of like a motor inside of you. Um, and it's also there to help you process your emotions. So you're not gonna be able to force it to create energy, but when that emotion comes, you like can process them. Um, Whereas for me, I'm not emotional. That doesn't mean I don't feel things. It just means that I don't, I don't create my own emotional wave. I ride yours, which is great at times, but it's also really fucked up at times. If I don't, if I'm not self-aware to like realize that I'm picking up your negative emotions, especially in business, um, that can, you could see how that would be like super detrimental. And I know we've done that before. Well, I felt like when we were super codependent, that yeah. happened a lot. Yeah. We would like sit on zoom and like try to force something out. And if you were in a bad mood, I would automatically be in a bad mood, but I would amplify it, which would put you in yeah. a worse and mood. And we would be in like a horrible mood and then nothing would get done. And then we would no. hate everything. And it would be like this whole thing. No, it was like a fucking shit show. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for sure. So the interesting thing for you is, so we have, so you have this defined, it's also your authority, which means that's how you make decisions. And so because that's defined, that's where we were talking earlier, like you can't make gut decisions. Your sacral, which is your gut is actually open. It's undefined. So you don't have gut decisions come in. You have to give things time to like, ride that wave of your emotion out. Because think about it. If you make a decision when you're at like a super high, high, mm-hmm. it may not be the right decision for you. You might just be excited about it in the moment and you say yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, what was I thinking? Why did I just buy that or do this or say yes? Or what am I, I don't want to do this, but 
And same thing if it's a low, low, because if you're in a low, you're like, fuck you. I don't want to do anything like go fuck yourself. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, maybe actually that would have been good for me, but you're not in a place to like actually make a clear headed decision when you're on a wave. Yeah. Well, that's why when that throat chakra challenge came in, mm-hmm. I had to, I'm like, wait a minute, I need to think about this for a second because it was really exciting when it came in. And I was like, but do I really want to do this? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So you sat on it and waited, which was awesome. Um, and so when I say that it's your authority and how you make decisions, you have to wait that out and like, let that go. But what's interesting. And I want to talk about your channels here for a second. I think this might be new to you. So you're not going to have any clarity in the now, like you have to wait on it. Right. So there's different emotional waves, depending on what channels you have colored in. And if you look at my chart, I'm like completely open, nothing, no channels, no gates, no nothing. You, however, have, (laughs) I love this. You have two different types of channels here. So you have the buildup emotional wave and you also have the spontaneous emotional wave. So you have the 4037 channel, which is the buildup. And basically what that means, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this, um, what that means with a buildup emotional wave is that your emotions will build over time. And then the pressure builds. And all of a sudden there's like this need to release it. Like you're either going to cry or you're going to like go in a rage, like the reaction to something I think about, um, I, I don't think you shared this on a podcast, but I know you shared it somewhere. Um, when you got locked out of yoga that day, like your reactions to things can feel super disproportionate to like the event, like one thing can just set you the fuck off. And it's literally like, because you have this buildup emotional wave. So it's all this stuff that just kind of piles on. And then all of a sudden, boom. And then once you rage, once you cry, once you like release it, then you go back to being like cool and calm and collected. Oh yeah. This happens all the time. Yeah. So my husband even points it out. He points it out to me all the time. Like, what have you been holding in? Like what's been happening up until this point? Because this Mm -hmm. don't make any sense as to why you're going crazy about this right now. Well, this will make less sense to your husband then, because you also have the spontaneous channel. <laughs> you have, you have channel 3955, which means you have the spontaneous high and a spontaneous low. So you could literally go from like cool, calm and collected to like super high, high, super low, low, like immediately. And then return to like cool, calm, collected. Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You like release it in the moment. Like you don't even have time to process it almost. It just happens. So we'd have to look up Nick's chart to see what he is, but that could be very confusing. And, and it's interesting because I did a reading for my husband last night. And so he and I were talking about our designs. He and I are both, um, undefined emotional solar plexus. So we both are empaths in terms of like taking on other people's emotions. And our daughter is the spontaneous emotional wave. So I'm like, Oh, So I'm like, listen, babe, like we got to be prepared for this because she's going to have moments where she literally wakes up like sad or mad or angry or frustrated, like for literally no reason. And you and I who have never experienced that are going to be like, what's going on? What's, what do we do with this? (laughs) Like what's happening? So it's just, or it's going to send us into like even more of an amplified version of what she's dealing with. If we don't like unplug that and give it back to her, because oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I noticed this. I, this makes so much sense because I literally can be 
Like even when I went shopping with my mom and my sister the other day, I'm like in the car. I was feeling really like not good, just really low and just meh, like a, no inspiration, no nothing. They wanted me to help decorate their house. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I'm like walking around Hobby Lobby, just like looking at nothing. They're like, are you like tired? Do you not care about this? And then literally like, it was like 10 minutes later, I was like, oh, this would look really good. And this would look really good. My mom's like, what happened between that, the car ride to now? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I got a second wind. Like now I care. That's literally, like, yes, that's how, that's how it works. Like it's <laughs> high, high, low, low, like all over the place. And someone who doesn't have that wave is going to be like, what do I do with you? <laughs> like, <what's going> on? <laughs> So, well, I, I think you may, I want, I would like to know, like when we were in Florida together, if you picked up on that at all. Oh yeah. I, I always pick up on it. Well, even like, even like, um, like put in bay, I keep going back to that. Like where you have, you go to like low lows, like I need a break. I need to dress. I need to like, I think that's honestly more of like a, a emotional wave than it is you being a projector and needing your rest, honestly, because mm -hmm. it's like, you've put so much out. You like, it's just your wave. Yeah. Cause I, I will literally have to like retreat for a minute and, I, and I'll feel bad, especially when I go on vacation with like people like that aren't like family members, I'll feel really bad because I know that this will, ha I already know it's going to happen. Like right. I'm going to go on vacation with you and I'm going to be going, we're going to be having the best time ever. And then I'm going to need to go away. Yeah. So that's who you are. So stop feeling bad about it. I know I need to stop feeling bad about it. Yeah, like that's just it. how I am. That's how you are. Oh, there's just Lauren taking a break. She'll be back. <laughs> like, that's who you are. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's your authority. That's how you make decisions. Um, your sacral, like I was saying, your sacral is undefined. So that's like your gut instinct. Um, and it's interesting because my, I'm a generator. So generators, manifesting generators, like we have, that's how we make decisions is like, if you put something in front of me, I can tell you yes or no immediately. Like, do I want to do it? Yep. Nope. Nope. Don't want to. Yes, I do. And you don't have that. And that's where if it's undefined, you have to like kind of tap into, to what I say yes to, and like, see if you want to do it emotionally, if that makes sense. Like you kind of ride my wave of it. Um, but where you're going to have conditioning come in and this is not for every projector, but this is specific to you because you have channels that are trying to connect to your root and your sacral. So they're trying, but they're not connected. So that's going to be like connected to your pressure center. Like you may have felt like you have pressure put on you to have a gut instinct or to have this like intuitive response to things where you don't actually have that. Mm -hmm. that yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. That happened with our house. Mm. This house. Yeah. I remember I kind of blamed it on my son because he was kind of being cranky, but we got here and you know, we were looking to buy a house and Nick was like in love with it. Like, oh my God, this is our house. Like we left the house and he's like, this is our house. And I was like, I don't know if it's our house. He's like, yeah. what? Like, what, yeah. but I felt like I had, he was so excited about it. I felt like I had to say this was the house, but I'm like, I can't, I need to come back. I have yeah. to come back. I can't do this right now. It, yeah. I, so we had to, we had to schedule another appointment to come back, but I felt the pressure. Thank God this house was set for sale by owner. So we had that time where I could come back. If it would have been 
for sale any other way, like it would have been sold in four seconds and probably would have lost the house, honestly. Cause like, I wasn't able to make, to make a decision. commit to it in that moment. It wasn't a gut reaction for me at all. Hmm. Interesting. And then I came back and I was like, no, I, yeah, I do. I really like this house. Yeah, I want I've slept it. on it. I really like it. Yeah. Well, and, and two, you need to make a decision when you're not emotional, where if your son's melting down and, and doing all that, like, obviously you're going to have emotions come up with that. So you can't make a clear headed decision if you're not feeling calm and, and clutch. Oh, oh God. It was a nightmare. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, your spleen center, this is the oldest center in the body. It's linked to survival. So it represents like your fears and your instincts. Um, something interesting fear is the negative use of any line in your body. So if you use things the right way, according to your design, it turns into like your power and your strength. But if you have fear, it's basically like you haven't developed your consciousness enough. Okay. Um, so you have an undefined spleen, which basically means that you easily pick up on the fears and anxieties of others and can mm-hmm. ride them. So it's really important for those people who do have defined spleens to work through their fears and like actually develop their intuition and like decondition those fears. Because what we're doing as a society right now is just passing them all back and forth. So like someone with a defined spleen is like passing it to you since you're undefined and can pick it up. And like, it just is like this mess floating around, but you actually don't create, you don't have that, like creating, if you're having fears and anxieties and all of that, it's like, you're picking them up from people. Yeah. Well, that makes sense with my husband and money. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a fear of it actually at all. He has so much fear and then therefore I have fear. Yeah. And even, well, then- even I'll be honest with you too. Sometimes like I don't have fear about like, I'm thinking about content and things like that, like producing stuff or a program or anything. I'm like, let's do it. I don't give a shit. It sounds great. I don't care. I don't care how complicated it ends up being. I don't care if there's, a, I don't, let's just do it. But then if you, if I sense fear from you, like, oh shit, like, well, does it surprise you that I have a defined spleen? No. <laughs> you pick that shit up. Yeah. yeah. And we just pass it back and forth all the time. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, should I be afraid of this? Okay. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm fearful mm-hmm. of this as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like you need to, to, well, I actually need to strengthen my inner wisdom and my consciousness so that I stop passing it back to you. Um, but for you, you need to be careful that you don't beat yourself up for not having that like spiritual inner voice. So like, if you're like, Oh my God, I don't have this voice. What's going on? Like, it's because you don't need it because you have other things in your chart that help you make those decisions. You don't need that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your ego center is your heart center. So it's basically like consistent motivation. It's where it's like where your motivation comes from, your desire. So like money, fame, power, being seen, like all those things are motivators. Okay. So you have a defined ego. And basically what that means is it's really important to define what motivation means to you. So like, and, and understanding that motivation and constantly doing are not the same thing. Like those are not mutually exclusive things. So tap into what actually is going to motivate you. And then that center, when you actually start doing those things, that's going to give you energy. It's going to like power your motivation when you're doing the right things. But it's interesting that center is connected to the stomach, the gallbladder and the thymus gland. So anytime you're having like 
stomach issues or things like that, it's important to look at your motivation center. Like, hmm, what's actually motivating me here? Hmm. 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 All right. Your G center is your identity. So basically it combines your design and your personality. So you have a defined G center, which means you have a strong sense of who you are. So anytime you like enter a new place or a new people or whatever, like you don't adapt yourself to fit in, like you're cool with just being you. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially back in like my rebellious high school days, even though I was in like a really interesting partying situation with really bad shit happening around me, Mm -hmm. I, like my friends would always be like, Lauren, you ain't going to fuck with her. She's not going to fall into your bullshit. Like if you're like, Hey, like, I know this is going to be pretty intense, but like, I remember being at a party and there was people doing cocaine, um, at the party. And I was like, immediately when I saw it, I was like, went off on the guy who had it. And I was like, we are not doing this here. Like whatever. But then like some of my, some of the people there were fault, like, were like, oh, okay, well I'll try it. I've never been like that. Like if it's not sitting well with me and I don't want it, it doesn't feel like me. Like I'm going to tell you and we're not, it's not happening. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's really just like your sense of like, I am who I am and I'm staying strong in this. So that's great. Um, And it's interesting. That's actually, you have a straight connection from your G center to your throat center. So your throat center is manifestation, but it's also communication, like speaking your truth, speaking things into existence your throat is also defined. And so basically that means you are here to express your truth. That makes sense. The interesting thing is though, is your throat center is not directly connected to your solar plexus, which is your emotions. Mm-hmm. So you're not always supposed to speak your emotions. Like there are some things that you're meant to just like process on your own. You're not meant to like share all of them if it doesn't, if you don't feel called to do that. So don't feel pressure to do that because it's not, they're not directly powering each other. Whereas like your sense of who you are is being powered by your throat and vice versa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. I feel like that's maybe why I don't share a lot about my parenting. Yeah. Um, Cause I have to, I process a shit ton of emotions. I feel like parenting is the one part of my life where I feel like I'm on an emotional roller coaster like 24 seven. Um, and I just like, don't feel called to ever share about that. Yeah. It's fine. You're not, you don't need to. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with you for doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Your Ajna center is your processing center. So that's connected to your mind, a pituitary gland. It's basically like your opinions, judgments, points of view, you have that undefined, which I basically spell that Ajna center, A-J-N-A. A-J-N-A. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It's basically, you're here to be more open-minded and not cling to your opinions. You said so, it's defined, right? Undefined. Oh, undefined. Yeah. Sorry. It's open. So that just basically means you're open. It's kind of like your mind. You're open-minded. Oh. Things. Okay. And so where you might need to decondition here and tell me if this resonates is like, if you have this, this deep seated belief that like successful people have strong opinions and successful people like make their own judgments about the world and have strong points of view, like 
not necessarily like your truth is can change and shift and grow and that's okay. Um, and mm. also, so I was thinking about this in terms of you with religion, this could be why it's like kind of hard for you to like get into debates with people about religion because you've already experienced like your beliefs are shifting, they're changing. Like you're not necessarily like so stuck in your opinion of things with it and you're leaving room for that to grow and shift. And so like, there's not even a point in debating it. I feel like politics too. Like that's why, like, even with the, like, and, and yes, yes. I relate to this so much because I feel like, oh, true leaders. Cause we did that. Okay. So I'm going to be honest here. We did that leadership class in that mastermind that we were in, which is amazing. But what triggered me was, you know, some people saying what they think a true leader is. And somebody said, people who speak their truth and stand up for what they believe in, whether they were, I think they were kind of coming out like the vaccine, you know, yeah. do you get the vaccine? Do you not get the vaccine? Also like politics and, and things of that nature. And I started feeling like, oh shit, like, should I be like voicing that? But also like, I, that shit changed for me. I, there was a point where I didn't want to get the vaccine. And then I wanted to get the vaccine. like speaking of COVID then I did get the vaccine and wanted the vaccine. And now I'm like, I still support people who get the vaccine, but I understand people who don't get the vaccine. Like, so what am I going to share? Like, I see both sides. Like I get it. You right. got the vaccine. Totally get it. I also get it that you don't want to get the vaccine. So what the fuck do you guys want me to say about this? Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah. And it's funny. I have a note in here, like don't get involved in political debates. And you literally just said that like political debates, COVID vaccine debates, any debate that's like super like two-sided, it's just like not even worth your time and worth your energy. And that's because you are open-minded. It's a gift. Wow. I always thought that was like me being a pussy and like not <laughs> having, yeah, and like, like not having like a firm stance in something. Right. I'm like, and this is what's cool about human design because it, it, it just, it gives you pieces of the puzzle. Like I said, it gives you like another way to look at things that you would say are weaknesses about yourself. Cause they're not. Yeah. I'm funny. I grew up in a very conservative right-winged family and I did believe that for a really long time. And now I don't, yeah. <laughs> but like, but I'm, I don't feel called to like share that with anyone. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Cause you're open-minded with it. Um, and then the very top is your crown center. So that is inspiration basically. So that's like another pressure center. If you can like kind of imagine like things pushing down on it, um, you have that undefined. Okay. And basically that means that you need, this is so you, it's so funny. You need stimulation and you pick up inspiration from other places. So you need to put yourself out in the world. If you're like, working in cafes and going to yoga classes and like just doing things other than sitting on your couch all day. Like that's when you get inspired. That's when inspiration comes to you. Because that's, um, that's true as shit. It is. It is. And so, <laughs> yeah. So like, if you, if you're trying to spark your creativity, if, since you have this undefined, you have to put yourself out there, like get out there, go out in the world, read something, be near people, have conversations, like put yourself out there. Don't go inward. Well, and that's it. like, yeah, because every time I feel like we do a secret sauce community call, or mm -hmm. even yesterday when I went live with Ashley, or when I was in yoga the other day, um, I had all these like downloads and all these things 
these yeah. things happen. But when I sit here in my house and just stare at the walls and just like uh-huh. do absolutely nothing. And then I try to get inspiration. It's like, no, no, nope. It's not, not going to come. No. Cause your inspiration comes from putting yourself out there. Wow. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. Those were all of the awareness centers. It's just so, so crazy. So your profile, your mm-hmm. profile, um, is a combination of your personality and your design. And it's basically, um, comes from like the position of the sun. You don't really need to know that, but it's kind of interesting. So you have personal karma attached to your profile. So you are a two, four. And basically what that means is you're here to live a selfish life path. And, and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. So, so there's personal karma, which is like the selfish transpersonal karma is when you're here to serve others. And these can truly be like mixed and matched a little bit because we're all really here to like serve everyone. Like we're here to serve other people. Right. But you're going to serve them best and like feel the best and actually step into your power when you serve yourself first, when you are selfish about things, which is why you feel better when you're going to yoga and like getting the kids out of the house and doing some things for you. And then that gives you the power to like step into serving other people. Whereas if you just start serving other people from the minute you start your day and continue to do that, it's going to drain your energy. Yep. So trans people with transpersonal karma is the opposite. They feel best about themselves when they're solving something for someone else. So mm-hmm. interesting. But I'm also personal karma. So we're both, we're both selfish. Yeah. That's good. I already knew that about myself. I uh-huh. feel it like hundred uh-huh. percent. Yep. So you are a two, four, which basically you are a combination of a hermit <laughs> and the opportunist, which is an interesting one. So it, it's considered the easy breezy genius. But what's interesting is there's a lot of tension between the two and the four. So you see yourself as a two, Mm -hmm. which is a loner who doesn't like people, (laughs) but other people see you as the four, which is like super fun, super friendly, like, like so much fun to be around. So it's confusing because if other people see you that way, but you don't always see yourself that way, it's hard to like put yourself out there all the time. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I was talking, I remember I was talking to you about this, like, every time we go to a social, like something, I'm always like planning an exit plan before we even get there. My husband's like, we're not even there. Like, I'm like, well, I need to leave. I don't feel like talking to people. I don't feel like doing small talk. I don't want to do this. Like what time are we leaving? Let's just eat, talk for a couple minutes. And he's like, Lauren, no, like, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> Cause no one else, no one else sees you that way, but you see yourself as like, I'm this hermit. I am not doing this. So it's weird because it's like this tension between like how you see yourself and how other people see you. Um, and the four, the four is on the outside of you uh, for you. So basically that means that your body is prone to exhaustion. If you're like not living by your design. Um, whereas your second line is internal. So that's your mind. And it's basically like, you start off super unaware that you even have this as your gift. But then as life goes on, you start to learn to rely on it, which is kind of what you said of like having this exit strategy. Like you're relying on that for your safety. Seriously. Yeah. And most of the time I don't even ever use my exit strategy because I end up having a really good time and having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. But I get major anxiety, even if it's people I like know really well, like the thought I kind of like play the night out in my head, like the energy I'm going to be using to like talk and yeah. to like 
sit there and to be there, it just seems very exhausting. But then once I get into the moment, most of the time, if the people are good, like Mm -hmm. good energy people, I, my exit plan goes out the window and I have a great time and it's fine. Yeah. Right. That's so funny. So, and the other thing interesting about the two, four is you can really only see your true self through feedback. Like if other people are giving you that feedback and especially you being a projector, it's kind of a double whammy in that. Like you need the, the feedback from like when you're getting invited to share with people and then they're giving you feedback there, but also because of the two, four you need, it's hard for you to see yourself clearly. Yeah. I feel that. All right. We're going to skip definition because of time. Okay. You and I can talk about that later. It's not all that important. Um, what's interesting. I want to talk about your variable. So those are the arrows at the top of your chart. Oh yeah. And basically what it means, if your arrows are right facing, you have more feminine energy. So like fluidity and flow, if they're facing left, you have more masculine energy, which is like the structure, right? What's interesting about you is all four of your arrows are pointing to the right, which is feminine energy. That's insane. Very right. So for you, your top left arrow, and this is what I was laughing about. Um, when you were talking about like Colorado and like wanting to move and all this stuff, like, it's just so funny to me because it all makes so much sense. <laughs> like looking at, yeah. Uh, so your top left arrow is digestion. So it's like, yes, food, how you digest food, but it's also like how you take in life, how you digest life. So you are right facing, which means you passively digest life, which means you honor like freedom and variety, like mixing things up. So if you have a routine, it can feel really strict and really stifling. And I think, you know, back in the day with Beachbody, when we were like, wake up at 4 a.m., like eat the same shit every day, follow the same meal plan, do the same workouts, like all of that, that was really just a lot of conditioning, but that, that was like very stifling for you. And I think now, like after you had Kip, we've had so many conversations where you're like, I don't know what to do. I feel like I need some routine. I need some structure, but like going back to that scares me. And that's why, because it was so stifling and so strict and like, it, it wasn't fluidly, it wasn't fluid enough for you. Well, I feel like now what I'm really enjoying is with the, the yoga uh, membership that I purchased. I love that I have my app on my phone and I can just look at it and just be like, Hmm, based off of how I'm feeling in my schedule, like, Oh, I'll go to yoga tomorrow at 11. And like, yeah. then I'll go to yoga on Friday at six, or then I won't go this week. Cause my knee hurts. So like, it's not like this. Yeah. Have to do at this time, do it now. Yeah. Thing, that doesn't yeah. work. So, so you have some structure because you have a yoga package that you can use mm-hmm. and you have daycare set up so that you have the space. And yeah, that's different than being like, I have to wake up every single day at four and make sure I get this in before my kids wake up and like all that, you know, yeah. whereas some people, if you have a left facing arrow up there, you may, you thrive off of routines, but that just is not you. That so. is so funny. Cause I've been living most of my life on a very psychotic routine, right? Because you've been trying to fit in with the world, with what the conditioning of the world tells us you have to do to be successful. And that's totally against your actual design. Uh, And even like, keep in mind with eating, with food, this follows the intuitive eating that that we're following, but you don't need to eat the same every day in terms of like what you eat, but also amount that you eat. Like it's very normal for you to like fluctuate day to day. It fluctuates Mm -hmm. all the time and like before I would get so frustrated with it like there will be days where I'm never like I'm always hungry then there's days where I like could eat one meal honestly and be fine 
the and whole day. That's, <laughs> that's energetically correct for you to be that way. Mm -hmm. So your bottom left arrow is your environment. So it has to do with like your physical space, but also your mental space and even social media, which is kind of cool. So you thrive on mixing things up, exploring new environments. Um, that is what brings you creativity and inspiration. So set schedules and set workplaces are not for you. No, you wake up or you do the best when you wake up and think like, where do I want to go today? What do I want to do? Mm. So if you're feeling stuck, a key for you is to change up your environment. I feel like that's why I like camping so much. Mm -hmm. Cause it gives me the flexibility of like, we can just take our camper wherever we feel like it's not yeah. like I have a condo, which I mean, I still wouldn't enjoy that, but like, it's not like I have something, yeah. a condo in the same place. That's where I go over and over and over again. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, um, and also with that, <laughs> you may like to move often. Oh yeah. I can already feel that. Yeah, imagine that. I'm like, there's no way we're living in this house for much longer. Like, no. no chance. No, no chance. Top right arrow is your awareness, which is how you think and process information. So you have a super imaginative mind. You see the deeper meaning behind things. You're creative and artistic in a way that most people don't understand. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts may be all over the place, but you understand them, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> but I also understand them most of the time. I do too. Um, but one thing I really wanted to point out here is that because you have this right facing arrow here with your awareness, recalling facts can be difficult for you, which makes our conventional education system really, really tough. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Recalling facts. The only thing I can recall are numbers. That's yeah. <laughs> about yeah. it. Like, yeah. seriously, yeah. like, and also, you know, what's interesting. You asked me about my human design reading, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I remember two things. I remember yeah. my profile, which is two, four. Yeah. And I remember the imagery of the bird. And that was all I remember. That's it. Yeah. That's like all you took away from it. Yeah. Well, that's why I say it's like these readings are, there's so much that we can dig into with this. Like, I mean, I don't even know how long this recording has been a really long time, but it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and you're going to take from this, what you need to take away from it today. Right. You know, you don't have to remember it all. You're going to take what spoke to you today and that's going to help you. However. I think it's interesting that I remember the, the drawing she had me do like mm -hmm. that is burned into my brain, mm -hmm. but like the words and like the meanings of things, like, I'm like, I could not recite that. If you asked me to for a million dollars, I would have no idea. Yeah, You don't need to. It's okay. Yeah. So your last arrow, and I have a question for you, your bottom right arrow is on manifestation and perspective. So you have a very peripheral perspective, which means you see things in like a super broad way. So like if you're manifesting things generally, like you have to just kind of lean into the idea of what you want and like, let the universe do its thing instead of being like, I want a blue house with a white door and a green window. Like that's not going to help you. You just need to think about things in a more broad fashion. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for you today. So I love this. So I want to know from today, what do you feel like you needed to hear the most? Hold on, let me write this. Finish my thoughts real quick. Okay. Um, what did I need the most? 
I feel like the emotional part, even though I kind of knew that about myself, I thought that I was just really ultra sensitive and that I needed to like, cause even, you know, when me and my husband got in an argument not too long ago and I was like really upset and I really wanted to voice what I was feeling. And I was like crying and all this stuff. And he's like, and I'm like, you always walk around acting like you're perfectly fine. Like you never express like emotion. Like I have no clue when you're feeling anxious. I have no clue when you're feeling sad, like no idea. Mm-hmm. And he came back at me and was like, well, that's just how I operate. That's adversity and da, 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 da. And I was like, well, that doesn't, adversity doesn't mean that to me. Adversity to me means that I can express my emotions freely and be able to tell you and like, you know how I'm feeling and where I stand. And I don't think it's weak that I'm able to do that and that I need to do that. And then I started thinking like, well, am I just like too much or, you know, whatever. So like, that was really helpful um, to know that. And also, I feel like I had a big misconception of a projector, like that I'm just supposed to be sleeping all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like sit around and save your energy. Like, no. Yeah. And I really took away like the natural invites because that always really confused me. Like, okay, how do I get these invites? Mm-hmm. You know, like where do and they that- come from? Yeah. And you are getting them. You're naturally receiving them, but sometimes you're not even realizing you're receiving them because it's all coming so naturally to you. But that's what, that's what is supposed to happen when you're living your design. It's like, things are just flowing. But yeah, but it's like, they're not coming to me when I'm like, well, they might, but like, as of recently, they're not coming to me when I'm like sleeping and doing nothing. They're coming to me when I'm doing something that feels easy and natural to me. Yeah. That's when they're coming. Yep. And that's exactly how it works. Yeah. So that's really helpful. Awesome. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks. You're so welcome. Reading. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. good. Good, good. I'm glad you took a lot out of it. So we're offering one-on-one readings now. What that's going to look like is this basically, which is <laughs> why we wanted to put this out there into the universe. So I'm going to go through your human design chart. If you sign up for this reading and Lauren's going to be the bird on the wire who just kind of interjects when she sees something that she wants to share with you. Um, and then I think what's really cool about the strategy session that we're going to do is we're going to have it kind of tailored to one aspect of your life that you want to experience more flow in. So like if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in corporate America, if you're a mom, if you're in relationships, like whatever aspect of your life you're feeling like, man, this is, this feels harder than it should be. Like, let's have that be our focus for the the call and use your human design to really apply it to that area. Yes. I think this is going to be awesome. I loved it. I learned a lot about myself. And, and also if you're listening, like I've had human design readings before. And I think that you, there's like, even so like, let's say you've had maybe a human design reading before, or you've like looked up your chart. Cause we do have it linked in our bio for free. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like every time you have a discussion with somebody about this, you learn something new. Always. 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 So Mm -hmm. yeah, I would, I would recommend, I mean, I had like a level one reading with somebody else and I took away something completely different in this session than I did with her. So amazing. Amazing. It's also going to be really, really woven into our next offer, the evolved entrepreneur. So 
get excited for that because like Lauren was saying earlier, it's like, we can't tell you how you're supposed to run your business or like how you're supposed to show up for that. Like you we're here to help you figure that out for yourself and actually lean into your human design and like use that as your power. I feel like human design is going to be an enormous part mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the evolved entrepreneur because it has to be, it has to be like, you have your own unique genetic blueprint and it's probably not going to be very similar to ours. There might be pieces and parts, maybe, maybe, but like, I can't, whatever works for me is probably not going to work for you, but we need to dive into the human design and then we can help steer you in the right direction, but stop buying programs. I mean, we used to do this and we used to actually host programs that acted like they had all the answers to solve all of your problems in your business. And it's like, I've tried to follow other people's blueprints before and it didn't work. All it ended up doing was making me bitter. Imagine that. And I would be frustrated. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Because you're trying to force something. It's like a whole nother aspect of conditioning. It's like, you know, what do you think you should do when it comes to marketing? What should you do in terms of working with clients? What should you do in terms of social media? And like, we're ripping all that to shreds and just like figuring out what works for you on a soul level, because that's all that matters. So if you are interested in a human design reading, we will link the, um, what is it called? Uh, the link? <laughs> we'll link the link. We'll link the link. We'll link the link in the show notes of our podcast episodes, also linked in our bio. Now, however, the evolved entrepreneur is not linked anywhere. At. Because, and I actually was talking to Ashley about this on the live, um, on our live yesterday. I'm like, we're trying this out, but honestly, I really, we both really want you to step into your power and be like, Hey, I would like more information on the evolved entrepreneur. If it feels like something you're really interested in. And then we will personally send you the link. So you can contact us on Instagram. Um, it's at demand underscore growth, underscore act, underscore fearlessly. Um, you can message us there. We can send it to you or you can email us. Um, it's get.fit.and.social at gmail.com and ask for it. And we can send you the information page that way. Yeah. All, All right. right. Okay. Can't, can't wait. <laughs>